everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems podcast. And this is a show where we like to talk about a streaming service and share some of the hidden gems that you can find on that service. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Ryan is here. Uh, hey, Rachel. It's great to be back with you once again. And uh, it's very exciting because I uh, just bought my tickets to come out and see you on the, on, from June 10th to the 16th. Yeah, we're, I'm so excited. Not only are you coming out to visit, but you are entering with me the Great Salt Lake uh, Open Water Swim, which is a which is a real like you come out of it feeling like you just you just accomplished something great when you do it because <laughs> that lake is we call it the Devil Lake. <laughs> yeah, well, um, um, I've I've swam my whole life, and and I know that. Yeah. I, I'm sure everyone says I've swam my whole life, so this will be a piece of cake. <laughs> I know it's going to be really hard, but I've, yeah. I've swam my whole life. I took a lifeguard course. I'm, oh yeah, I know how to, I know how to do all those things. So it's going to be intimidating, but I'm, I'm going to be ready. No, you'll totally be able to do. It. I always say, if I can do it, anybody can do it. But uh, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and and uh, I think we're going to get to see a lot of a lot of the state, and we're going to go to a lot of shows, and it's just going to be great. I'm really excited. Yeah, this is my first time traveling outside of outside of Florida since COVID, and I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't I've been itching to travel somewhere for a really long time, and of course the restrictions prevented that. But yeah, I had I had wanted to go. I had actually planned on going to Ireland and the holiday season of last year, then Omicron flared up. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. And, but the travel company that I was doing it with gave me a voucher where I, it's good for five years. So I could put my initial deposit towards another trip. And now that things have calmed down significantly, I think I might have to do that Ireland trip again. Yeah, you totally some, should. Someday. Yeah. I've been there before and I want to go again because it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. place to go. I recommend everyone go if they haven't. That's really cool. Yeah, I've never been to uh, the United Kingdom anywhere uh, in the United, except for airports. That's the only time. But I'd like to because my both two of my sisters have lived there, and one uh, married a Brit, and uh, right now they're here. But uh, but eventually, I'm hoping that they'll have a wedding, and and because uh, they got married during COVID. But uh, they haven't had a wedding, and uh, so I, they can have a wedding. So I can, <laughs> my dad will have to pay for my plane ticket. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's gonna be super fun. I'm really excited about it. So yay for travel! <laughs> yeah, and before we start the episode proper, I should let everyone know it's raining super heavy where I am in Florida. So if you hear rain in the background it's rain in the background so yeah i i didn't think it would be that noisy but then in a twilight zone video i did where it was raining really hard i could hear the rain so i always say that whenever whenever i hear rain people would be like like it's the rain it's nothing to do with my technical stuff it's it's the rain Well, uh, we what, tell everybody what it is that we're talking about today. Which service? We're talking about Amazon Prime, and we haven't actually tackled this in quite some time, if memory serves. And I've always, I've always said that Amazon gets slept on a little too much, especially in the originals department. I watched some of Reacher, which I have not finished, but I did enjoy what I did see. 
uh, there's a there's show they have on there now called Outer Range, starring Josh Brolin. It's an alien show, and I would, and I'm definitely looking to start that in the near future. So, and, and just in the back catalog, you would be surprised at some of the stuff that you would find there. I remember when I was looking up for stuff for this, all the Die Hard movies are on there. I don't think Five is on there, but that's probably for the best. Uh, one of my fav- one of my big hidden gem movies of last year, The Courier, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, that's on there, and I loved loved that movie to pieces. So it's a service that it, it's one of those where l- take a look around and you will land on something good. Yeah, they really do have a, a lot of films that they have they're distributing some that they the originals that they have shows as well like marvelous miss Maisel is is really fun and um and uh yeah there's there and they really have a wide variety they've got like you know sort of your hallmark style movies to everything to like really top tier art house type things like manchester by the sea and things like that yeah so not it's, to it's a good that- one not to mention that Amazon is a full-fledged studio now and they're producing mm-hmm. things and they recently just bought MGM. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Yeah, yeah, that is going to be really interesting. And they paid a lot for it, as I recall. So yeah, that, that will definitely be, be interesting. Well, why don't you... Oh, actually, before we started, I wanted to mention that uh, one of my picks that I had done previously on a... Amazon episode. It was uh, the Flower Drum Song. And I just wanted to mention it because it's my family movie night pick this week. Uh, And so hopefully y'all saw that review. And I I think it's kind of a underappreciated classic musical. And had an all Asian, almost all Asian cast. And it was the first time that that had happened in a mainstream film and it wouldn't happen again. This was in 1961. It wouldn't happen again until 1993. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's, that that's, just, <laughs> that's a nut bar to me. Yeah, it's so insane to me. Obviously there were movies made in China, but, or Japan or, you know, that thing. But, uh, but the fact that you wouldn't have any, zero, <laughs> uh, which is just, I don't know. I can't believe that. But anyway, I, it has its cringe moments as almost all mainstream movies from the 1960s had, but I still think the songs are really fun. It's, uh, it's, they, the cast is very charming. I enjoy it. I, you can check out my review, but it is a, an Amazon prime. You can watch it on there. So check it out. Flower yeah, it, song. it really does speak to how far like the Asian representation has come along. I actually just recently saw everything everywhere all at yeah. once. It's my favorite movie of the year so far, but I feel like the Northman is going to take over that spot. That movie looks fantastic. I can't wait to see it, but I was blown away by that movie and it really does speak to, we're getting movies like crazy rich Asians and now everything everywhere all at once. It really does speak to, I mean, the Daniels, the Daniels duo, they brought back short round for this movie. Like, like that's just crazy. The whole movie's crazy, but that's just one more thing to it. it. It's, it is, it's crazy. And normally I don't like things where I feel confused or I feel like things are sort of muddled. Uh, and 
that can be kind of a frustrating experience for me. Like I did not like the Matrix Resurrections, for example, which I thought was really, um, but uh, but for some reason I liked this. It was funny enough. It was weird enough. <laughs> I, I just kept going, and that I had I had fun with everything everywhere. Yeah, and like I said, the Northman is probably going to take the top spot when I do see it, but. It's going to be interesting to it's going to be interesting to see where it does fall on my top ten. If it even stays there, I have a feeling that it will. I would be very curious what you think. So, well, let's get started about our our picks uh, for uh, Amazon Prime for this week. What's your first pick? So, my first choice is is actually from late 2019, though I ended up seeing it in the beginning of last year, and it is called Our Friend. Uh, this was directed by Gabriella Cowperwaite. I hope I'm saying her name right. She also directed another one of my former picks in Megan Levy, as one on, on one of the Canopy episodes. And she also directed the documentary Blackfish about the whole SeaWorld at Orca and the killing of the trainer, mm-hmm. that whole thing. This movie tells this is based on a true story about a family who the mother learns, played by Dakota Johnson, that she is diagnosed with a terminal cancer. I can't remember exactly the disease, but it is a terminal cancer. She will die from this. And so, and and over time, she will basically lose all her faculties. So to stabilize the household, they bring in their lifelong friend named Dane, played by Jason Segal, to try and help things out. I was not prepared emotionally for this movie. This, wow, I, I, I ended up taking my mom and my grandma to see this and I did not cry, but they were crying. Like it was, it was serious stuff. Uh, I've never been a humongous fan of Jason Segel, not for anything that he's done. I just have been kind of indifferent to him. He was fantastic here. There is a great scene because, well, basically, he falls in love very quickly with with the mother in the movie before she gets married and feels like that it should have been him, but it turns out to be Casey Affleck's character. But he stays because, because he's friends. And when he breaks up with his girlfriend, he, he travels out to, I want to say, Monument Valley and basically plans to, like, hike himself to death but he chooses to go back and to be strong for the family and thank God that he did. Uh, like I said, the mother's played by Dakota Johnson. She's great. Uh, Casey Affleck is in here. He's really good too. My only warning for this is to be prepared emotionally for this because it, in- it, involves, it involves the idea of a loved one dying, not at once, but slowly and just preparing the family, the two young daughters, boy, oh boy, just for the the fact that they're just not going to have a mom anymore. And it just, it's a very emotionally arresting movie, but I do highly recommend it. This came in, this, this was, this was actually one of the COVID movies. It, it came out during that time and, or around that time when it was heating up. So it was automatically just like put, clamped down. But now that it's on Amazon, I highly recommend people do and check it out. Yeah, I, I don't, I've never 
heard of this, but I do actually love Jason Siegel because he was the best part about How I Met Your Mother. He, his character Marshall was my favorite and he was so funny and cute and him and uh, it was, it was so refreshing to have a married couple as part of a show like that with, because, you know, usually it's like friends or Seinfeld, you know, where they're all not married. Uh, and, and with Marshall and Lily, you had a married couple and they were so cute together and, I, obviously I hated the way that show ended. The last season was garbage. The finale was terrible, but I, I still have a great fondness for, for Jason Siegel. I haven't seen that many of his movies because they're pretty raunchy and it's just not my style of humor, but, uh, but uh, this one sounds like it's more of a dramatic role from him. Oh, absolutely. And uh, what are your predictions for how I met your father? Are you even going to bother or no? No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even have to think about it. It was just no. like, nope, I've been burned one too many times. <laughs> I understand it's a different team. I understand uh, Craig's, uh, Craig, Thomas and, uh, Craig and Thomas are not behind it, uh, but I'm not giving them any more of my time. <laughs> they skunked it so bad that I'm not going to invest it in a whole nother show. Nope. Although, you know, Kim Cattrall is, I guess, the, the, the mother the narrator which is kind of interesting because you know i cover sex in the city now so but there, there's also just there's just too many shows i, I, I don't have time <laughs> i've got i'm covering three shows now i'm like how did i become the television person i'm covering when calls the heart i'm covering heartland and i'm covering sex in the city <laughs> what i mean since you since you are doing more tv i mean I'm doing the Twilight Zone series. You're more than happy to catch up. You just got to watch season one and partially of season two. Yeah. And you're all caught up with me. I have. I actually have the Twilight Zone on on uh, Blu-ray, the whole series. I, I'm sure it's on streaming. It's on, H- it's is it on HBO. It's on Paramount Plus, which is okay. how I've been able to watch right. all the stuff in preparation for it. They've actually... The Paramount, I guess on an unrelated note, Paramount Plus has actually done a pretty good job of bringing things back to the way they used to be while also upping the technology. It's, it's been a little cringy. Like I actually just ended up watching dust for the review for that dropping on Monday. And you can actually see the crease of the green screen that someone forgot to iron out. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh no. But I mean, that's what you get when you get to 4k, you know, you see things that regular cameras back in those days probably missed. Well, maybe we should do Paramount Plus one again one of these days. It's been a while. It has been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. Good first pick. My first pick is a movie. I'm kind of surprised that I haven't talked about it. Maybe that I just didn't put it on the letterbox, but oh, well, it doesn't matter. My pick is Words on Bathroom Walls. And this is a YA film starring Charlie Plummer, who I think is just so great. I love uh, him as a performer. I think he's super talented. And uh, it's about him going through schizophrenia and uh, his diagnosis and and everything. And I, I just thought it was so moving. I thought that it, it uh, was very well written and uh, it, it ended up being a really moving experience for me. Uh, when I wrote my review, I said uh, that I didn't know if this was 
a good portrayal of schizophrenia if they got it right if if people would because i just don't know anybody that has schizophrenia anyway and so i said if anybody's reading this and has experience with loved ones or themselves i would love to hear your perspective and if you like the film anyways so this guy uh this young man he emails me and says i read your review i have i have schizophrenia i absolutely love this film so then he ended up coming on the podcast on homeworkies podcast and we had an incredible discussion it was very empowering and uh and then the director uh thor frudenthal he heard our discussion and then he ended up coming on the podcast and it was just this great experience it was really good so i have sort of more than just the movie itself kind of attached to this movie but i still think it even without all of that i i think that it's really moving and, and uh walton goggins he will really surprise you in this movie <laughs> you think that you think he's gonna be like a bad guy as his stepdad but he surprises so i loved it yeah i remember you bringing this up when we did our live or not the live was it a live stream but when we did our movies we're thankful for with oh, yeah, uh, yeah. i can't remember the gentleman's name but he was very nice but i remember the five movies that we were thankful for and that's the one that's when you brought it up. So I think that was the one time that you were thinking of. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It's it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. So what about you? What's your next pick? So my next choice is from 2013 and it is a horror movie and it is called Oculus. I have a full review of this. I covered it during last year's scary mania. So I'll try and keep my thoughts brief and only kind of give it a, um, give it a more like insular, or is that the right word? Yeah, I'm going with insular version. Uh, this was directed by Mike Flanagan, who's probably the best horror director going today. He directed Dr. Sleep. He directed the House series on Netflix, House on Haunted Hill, and or Haunting of Hill House, excuse me, and Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, he's just fantastic. And honestly, this might be his best work. Uh, it tells the story of a woman played by Karen Gillan, who is Nebula in the MCU, who gets her brother out of a mental asylum. When they were very young, their father murdered their mother, and the daughter believes that it was the result of this mirror, which she believes is cursed. This mirror has been at the center of many grisly murders uh, over the years. But the brother, who has been in like an insane asylum for about 15 years, is like, my sister's gone off the deep end because there's no way. And the movie does a great job of jumping back to the past, to the inciting incident, and jumping to the future to see, is the mirror really up to something, or is it the people obsessing over the mirror? So it's, it's very subtle in its delivery. I kind of I kind of refer to this jokingly in my review as Mike Flanagan's audition tape to direct the Shining sequel which he ended up doing with Dr. Sleep because in Oculus there are many themes involving the Shining there are many deeper levels that are parallel with the Shining including the whole family trauma thing which I will not spoil. Uh Karen Gillan is really the best part of the movie. I I love the chemistry she had with her brother here. Uh, she's She was on Doctor Who, and of course she's in the MCU, but I think she was really good here. Flanagan did a really good job of showing 
like of keeping you like giving you enough to where you're like okay maybe this mirror has something to do with it but at the same time thinking okay maybe there's more to this stew it's kind of like trying to separate the spaghetti from the sauce you can try but it's all mixed together so it's just an example of whatever your theory is it's probably correct it's not a it's not a gore fest it's more of a psychological horror so if people are maybe nervous about the blood which i totally get i recommend oculus because it's more of a thinking man's horror movie than a slasher movie and that i recommend cool good all right. Well, my next choice is a movie that I watched at Sundance, uh, I think last year or maybe the year before. I can't remember. But I watched it at Sundance and it's called The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. And it came out last year. And uh, it's about true story about this man named Louis Wayne, who's this British uh, man who's kind of a Renaissance man. He is an artist, he's an inventor, he just does a little bit kind of of everything. And he was really famous for doing these paintings with cats. And uh, and in fact, he kind of is credited in sort of introducing cats as a pet to the British people. (laughs) Uh, That it really wasn't that common before his paintings to have a cat as a pet you'd have them outside and stuff like that but but anyway because of his paintings people started having cats and uh, in the most of the movie is about his uh his mental illness and his struggles but also his relationship uh, his marriage uh, that he has and uh, his wife is played by claire foy and she's really good and they have really good chemistry uh and uh yeah it's, it's a really good uh, creative, interesting uh, biopic. Well, you know me and my cats. I love my cats. So when you, you said cats, I'm like, I already want to see this. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's good. You'd like it. <laughs> so what's your next pick? So my next choice is from 2010. And this is a movie that I have to say, like, really, this got hated on. And it's a movie called Takers. Uh, this this has a pretty loaded cast, including like including Paul Walker, uh, Idris Elba, Hayden Christensen, who, to my knowledge, was the last we would see of him until until the Kenobi series in a couple months. We might as well just say it. I mean, he's confirmed to be in it, so it's so we might as well just say like it's his last one until and a lot of others. And it tells the story of a group of bank robbers who have been very successful up to this point until one of their former members gets out of jail and says, hey, I've got the scoop on a $20 million job and we can split it evenly. You can pretty much imagine how well that goes. It does not go well, especially when a cop who is trying to get back on the right side of the law, played by Matt Dillon, is hot on their trail. Looking up reviews for this, this is not really well liked. I And... I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a sucker for heist movies, but I just loved this. It's very cliched. You know exactly where this is heading, but I kind of liked it. I really did. Like I said, Paul Walker's in it. May he rest in peace. He's really good. I mean, I can't hate a movie with Idris Elba in it. I mean, he was just Knuckles in Sonic 2. I mean, the dude has been everywhere and is very versatile. 
Uh, Hayden Christensen is good in his role. I liked seeing him. And the movie has good action. If you have good action, I'm tend I tend to be very lenient. There's a great chase scene involving one of the crew, and it's a foot chase, and it is done so incredibly well. I guess I should say up front that the movie stars Chris Brown. Take that for whatever you want. He is in here, but he actually does give a pretty good performance, and I don't know anything about what happened with that whole situation. I guess I should say, hey, Chris Rock is in here. Just be prepared if you're not a big fan of his. But I do, I do recommend this one, especially for the action, because it looks like it was all done on location. And if that is the case, then I mean, that just gets a double thumbs up in my book. I had never heard of this. So this is a new one for me. Uh, I, I never, never heard of this. It's, it, it's interesting because I feel like I knew most of Paul Walker's movies, but man, I hadn't heard of this one. Yeah, it's got uh, Idris Elba, Paul Walker, Matt Dillon, uh, Michael Ely, uh, Chris Brown's in there, Hayden Christensen, the rapper T.I., Zoe Saldana's in there. A lot, oh, yeah. yeah Interesting. They did not skimp on the ca- on the casting budget, that's for uh-huh. sure. Well, very good. Well, my next pick is, I admit, Borderline Hen Gem. This was a very popular movie when it came out, but... I don't care. Um, it's The Proposal. <laughs> and this stars Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. And uh, she is his kind of Cruella de Vil boss. And <laughs> terrible. And uh, she ends up convincing him uh, to pretend to be, uh, that they will be engaged uh, because uh, she's getting deported. Um, and then they end up having to go to Canada for his family and it's ridiculous, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty funny and, uh, got a, I got a good cast. You've got Betty White in here, Mullen Ackerman, Craig T. Nelson, Mary Steenburgen. So pretty good cast. It's pretty funny. They have good chemistry. Uh, you know, Sandra's the queen at these kind of movies. Yeah, this movie stars the late Betty White, like you said, may mm-hmm. she rest in peace. And she she actually has some great lines there. And I've seen this movie a ton of times, and I just, I really think this is just a lot of fun. I, there's, a, there's a scene where Reynolds and Bullock are getting off of this boat, and, and Reynolds is like touching her on her touching her on her butt just to get her over the top. And she's like, hand off ass, off ass. And I'm like... That's just a great delivery right there. And, and I, 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 I love, I'm going to try and make this sound right. I love the scene where Oscar from The Office does the oh, yeah. thing with, yeah. and Sandra just super uncomfortable the whole time. Like, I love that scene. Not but just for it being funny, not for anything else. Yeah, yeah. What is your next pick? So my next choice is... Uh, is an Easter movie, considering that we're just coming off of an Easter high. Uh, it is the greatest story ever told. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a faith-based movie that I actually remember because my friend Jacob on our podcast, Life in the Movies, we did a pretty big celebration of faith-based movies, and the greatest story ever told was one of the ones we talked about. And it was one that my dad and I loved to watch around this time. And it's, and it's one that I think did the Jesus story about as good as you could ask for. Uh, 
I should say this up front, the movie is just north of three hours. It's about three hours and 15 minutes, but there is an honor act, an intermission, and a closing act, so that does eat away at some of the runtime. It is a long movie. However, when you're telling the story of Jesus, I, I would prefer they go long just to try and be faithful and, and rather be short and just like miss a lot of stuff. The cast in the movie is excellent. You got Jeffrey Hunter, you got Charlton Heston, Sidney Poitier even shows up, may he rest in peace, as Simon Serene. Uh, John Wayne is there as a unintentionally hilarious line delivery, but you, but you just have to see it in order to get it. But I recommend this, I recommend checking this out, I, even if you're not religious. Uh, this is, this movie has scale. But like the cinematography in this is really good as well. Yeah, I've heard about this, but I've I've never seen it. So that's definitely something interesting. Uh, to uh, I I've I don't know if I I mean aside from Ben Hur, which is just barely has Jesus in it, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen Passion of the Christ or this uh, or I don't know. I feel like have I seen a movie about about Jesus that's not was not made by my church i don't know so that's interesting um when i was yeah great cast angela lansbury's in this Mm -hmm. yeah when i was doing research for the for my podcast i stumbled across a jesus or or a jesus movie called the called the miracle worker it's stop motion animation and jesus is voiced by ralph fines which i find incredibly i find incredibly ironic considering he's played villains most of his career including a pretty gross one as like the Nazi in Schindler's List. I'm not saying that it's impossible for him to be Jesus. I'm just saying the dude has range. That, that, that's my point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is unexpected. Uh, well, very good. Well, my next pick is, uh, is a classic uh, that I think uh, would be a good, maybe, maybe a decent pairing with uh, your pick. Um, it's called Our Town, and this is, of course, based on the Thornton Wilder play, which I love. And it's all about how this young woman, she gets to go back and, and pick a memory. She's died. She's got to get to go back and pick a memory. And so she decides to pick that she's, uh, I think, her 12-year-old birthday party. She picks something she thinks will be totally innocuous and and uh, and, and then she she goes through and she realizes how much everybody is taking for granted everybody is ignoring and um and it's it's just i love the i love the play and uh, it's i have to admit it's been a while since i've seen this movie version but uh but it's just a, a great i love stories about the afterlife and uh and so uh, this was one that you know that works for me um so uh yeah check it out did this come out in 1940 and it had William Holden in it? Or am yes. I thinking of, oh, that's the one. Yeah, there's another one that they did that was a just a play. It was a filming of the play uh, with Paul Newman uh, in the 90s. But uh, yeah, this one, I'm sure there's been others too because it's been around forever, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the more I know about William Holden, the more I realize that that guy was not just in Sunset Boulevard and Network. <laughs> he was in a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Definitely very talented. I think of, uh, I think he's in Sabrina. That's the one I think of. 
Yes, he is. I just saw that on IMDb as well. Mm-hmm. So what is your next pick? So my final pick is from the year 2000. It is a Coen Brothers movie, and this is walking the tightrope of a hidden gem, but it's one of my favorites from the Coen Brothers, and considering that they've also made The Big Lebowski and the remake of True Grit, saying it's one of my favorites really means a lot. It's, oh, brother, where art thou? This is basically Homer's Odyssey set in the early 30s antebellum South. And this movie starred George Clooney, Tim Blake Nelson, and John Turturro as three criminals who learn of a great treasure when they break out of, break off of the chain gang, and they have to basically avoid all of the danger, including a one-eyed Bible salesman played by John Goodman, who is also a member of a clan with three K's in the name, if you know, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, a blind uh, a blind sheriff and his dogs, and just a ton of other stuff. Uh, I remember watching this in my musical theater class because we were actually, or not musical theater, but my choir class because the men's group that I was in, we were going to be doing the, the I Am a Man of Constant Sorrow, and we ended up just watching the whole thing. And this movie was just great. I, I, this, I had such a good time with this. It's silly in the right ways, while also, because I've also read Homer's Odyssey, and it's great, paying tribute to the Odyssey stuff as well. I remember, I remember reading the Odyssey first and then watching this and be like, oh, that's the, cent that, oh, that's the blind guy, that's the seer. You know, like, and, there, and of course, there's the, uh, there's the sirens, and that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. The Coen brothers definitely made it their own while paying tribute to the Odyssey. And I thought that was very well done. And also the music is just fantastic. If you go into this movie looking for nothing else, you'll get the great music. It's awesome. Yeah, the music is legendary. And I, I like this one. I think it's one of the Coen brothers best uh, comedies. It's not up there for me with, uh, with Raising Arizona. I think that's their best comedy. But uh, sometimes their comedies can be pretty hit and miss. I'm not a big fan of uh, Hail Caesar or Burn After Reading or uh, Intolerable Cruelty. But I think that, uh, that this one is one that really works. Yeah, Hail Caesar was difficult work. It really was. It was like trying mm -hmm. to pay tribute to like 30s Hollywood, but it was like also not. It was just... It was just bizarre. Really, Alden Ehrenreich saved that movie for me with the whole whether to twirl so simple, whether to twirl so simple. Right, I, yeah. Which is a hard thing to say, ironically. <laughs> yeah, there were good moments in that movie, but, and I did think the whole scene where they're all the different clergymen are all gathered to give the feedback on the movie, that was pretty funny. There were good moments, but overall, I just, so every, everything with Channing Tatum, especially, I thought was so boring. I was just like, ugh. So I don't know, but, um, but Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is one that I genuinely like. So it's pretty funny. And, and I, I agree kind of looking, if you've read the Odyssey, kind of noticing all of the, the, the spots are fun. Yeah. Half the fun of the movie, if you've actually read the Odyssey is pointing out the Odyssey stuff. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, my last pick is a new movie that just came out in February. It's called I Want You Back, and this is a R-rated film. This is a mature film. 
So it won't be for everybody, but this is a rom-com. It's our Jenny Slate and Charlie Day. And basically they get dumped at the beginning of the movie by their uh, partners. And, uh, and they uh, work at the same building. And so they're both kind of crying and upset in the stairwell. And they become what they call sadness sisters. And uh, they decide to work together to try to break up their ex's new relationships and to try to get them uh, everybody back together. Scott Eastwood is really fun in it. Uh, he, he's uh, the trainer uh, that uh, is dating um, uh, his uh, Charlie Day's uh, girlfriend. And uh, um, oh, no, she, he, she was he, Charlie. Oh, sorry. Scott Eastwood is in it. And he, he was Jenny Slate's boyfriend. So he's dating this new woman who's a chef, uh, but he gets, so Charlie Day starts going to him as a client. And, uh, and then Gina Rodriguez uh, is now, his, was Charlie Day's ex, and now he, she's dating Manny Jacinto. Anyway, I just really thought it was very funny. It definitely gets a little raunchy at times, and there's like a threesome that's talked about, and but I, I still, I just laughed a lot. I thought everybody had really good chemistry. I really enjoyed it. Uh, if I had to pick between Marry Me and I Want You Back, I would pick I Want You Back as far as uh, rom-coms in February. But I think it's a hidden gem. Please tell me at some point that someone plays I Want You Back by the Jackson <laughs> 5. Oh, yeah. That would have been a wasted opportunity <laughs> if they didn't do that. And also this movie loves Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> And as a, a Broadway a movie person, just... A movie after my own heart. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Feed me, Seabull. Yes. So there we go. We did it. We did it. <laughs> I had The Proposal, The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, Words on Bathroom Walls, I Want You Back, and Our Town. What were your picks? My picks were Our Friend, Oculus, Takers, The Greatest Story Ever Told, and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Let us know if you have seen any of these movies, what you think, and what you have been watching on Amazon Prime. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, thanks so much. Happy Easter. <laughs> yeah, happy Easter to you too. And uh, people can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. Then there's, of course, my YouTube channel, which is just called Ryan Cam. I want to thank Rachel for being on my video for the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, discussing how it's better than people remember. That is up on the channel now, if you'd like to check on my channel now, if you would like to go and check that out. Uh, also, my videos for the Twilight Zone episode, Dust, will be up, as well as the next episode of Life in the Movies with Ryan and Jacob, where we'll be talking about episode five of Daredevil, and possibly episode three of Moon Knight. I don't think he's seen it yet, but we'll cross that we're going to oh, cross great. that bridge. And so that there's that. And then I'll also be covering some new releases like the Northman. Hope it's good. And then, and then on Sunday, I'll be dropping my first reaction to basic instinct. So be on the lookout for all that. Okay, great. Uh, you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. 
And we'll have the link in the description for all of our Hidden Gems episodes. We'd love your thoughts. And uh, if you are listening to this episode on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. So take a look at that. All the information is in the description. And thanks again. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.